before service what this week means to me. I remember about six months into being saved, Sister Pickle. I remember I felt clean. The Bible tells us about the Lord coming into the house and He sweeps that house. He cleans that house. But the Bible says that those demons, those devils, how many believe you're full of God or full of the world? Amen. And if you're full of the world, it's devils. Amen. I don't mean you're demon possessed altogether, but you're applicable to be. Amen. It's easy access for the enemy. But that scripture tells that the the devils are run out, they're clean, that house is garnished, but it's empty. The Bible says that that enemy goes out, that devil goes out and he gets seven more equal or stronger and it comes back and they're looking for somewhere to sojourn. They're looking for something to inhabit. It's an importance. I want us to listen from the youngest to the oldest tonight. It is an importance. We are not a denomination or or a belief in the Pentecostal church or or the full gospel church that you've got to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. But I can tell you for myself tonight, I remember when I got saved, amen, and I got cleansed. But I also remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And Timothy says it's a seal of your salvation. You can backslide after you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We look around tonight. We can imagine and remember people that shouted, spoke in tongues, laid hands on people and they recovered. We can think of preachers tonight that you knew they were full of the anointing of God. They're nowhere to be seen. But I can tell you your time or your are able to get to heaven is way greater being full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's not a one-time thing. It's not something... I've heard people said I got filled with the Holy Ghost this many years ago. For me, it was about eight years, Sister Wanda. But if I didn't keep continually coming back to the well, amen, I wouldn't be filled with the Holy amen. Ghost. I can tell you tonight, Brother Mike, it takes the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because the opposite of that is being full of the devil. And I can tell you I'm not full of the devil. And there's no one out here tonight that needs to say, I don't want to be full of God. We need all we need or or can get of God. Can you say, man? The Bible says if our Father know how to give good gifts, how much more does our Holy Father, our Heavenly Father, want to give us the Holy Ghost tonight? You're battling something tonight. You don't have the Holy Ghost. I can tell you when that Holy Ghost come in, He'll run whatever you're dealing with out. Can you say man? He'll make you get rid of things. I remember as a lost when I got saved and the Lord had already taken the taste of nicotine away from me because I thought I'd come down Brother Pickle with cancer. But I still fought that sensation. Even six months into my salvation, the Lord dealing with me about preaching. But from that May to that January of that following year, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, when I smell it today, I don't want it. Amen? I know He's a deliverer tonight. Can you say amen? John chapter 3, beginning with verse 4. We know this story or this Scripture 
to be dealing with Nicodemus, the story at night, when he come to Jesus and he argued the point. We're here a scholar of the Bible, a teacher of the Word of God, somebody that's supposed to know everything, I mean, a mouthpiece, and he's arguing here with Jesus about being born again. Amen. But I don't want to preach so much on that. I want to preach on something tonight that's often overlooked here. Let's start reading with verse 4, John chapter 3. The Bible says, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Let's look at verse 8. And the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. I want to preach on this thought tonight of the wind. It still blows. The wind. It still blows. How many believe that tonight? Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love You. We thank You for this opportunity, God, to preach on the most precious gift outside or beyond salvation. That's the Holy Ghost baptism, the meaning of it, God, being filled of Your Spirit, moving in Your Spirit, speaking in Your Spirit. God, we need to be a people that in this day and time that's led by the Spirit and not by the flesh. God, there's only one way of doing that, and that's being full of God. And Lord, we ask for You tonight to anoint every mind, every ear, every eye, every soul to receive in this place. Anoint Your servant God, as I always confess, I'm not worthy, God. But You've used me before, God, and I believe You'll use me this time. And I'll give You all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Church, say amen. When I first began preaching, I told this story. I've mentioned it to a few of you, but for the sake of this sermon and for the sake of those who may not have heard it, when I began preaching, I... I took a church. It was a good church. It's a community or what we would consider a family church. Most everybody that was there when I took this church was family. It was just six or eight siblings, cousins. They were all blood related. But they went through something. Somewhere between 10 and 20 years before that, they had a church and it was a Methodist church. And they began having moves of the Holy Ghost and they took the United Methodists, I believe, or Congregational Methodists off the sign. I can remember it taking place. I was 12, 14 years old. And Sister Pivot, by that time the sign, the name of the church stayed the same, but the, the denomination under it, it fell off and they put full gospel, meaning they believed in the fullness of the Word of God. They didn't take out, they didn't add to, they didn't subtract the book of Acts, but they believed that they could have what the apostles, the disciples had. Have you believed that tonight? That you can have all of God that you want. He's the same yesterday, 
today and forever. But they had an assistant pastor for that time, and I don't believe he was corrupt. I don't believe he was an evildoer. Something happened on down the line. He began preaching part of the time, and the pastor of the church gave him the church. I don't know the reasoning behind it. I don't believe yet there was no corruptness. And the man began to preach. But after a while, this church about this size, Sister Ray, it was packed out. They were sitting uh, chairs down the aisle. A church that probably wouldn't hold 50. They were running 75 to 80. This place is being filled with the Holy Ghost. And they find this preacher, he, he started lingering in the back of the church. He, he started staying out of song service. He would just come out to preach. Some of my family told me that had some of their people go to that church years ago. This would be over 25 years ago, Brother Mike, that he'd come in out of his pastor's study and he'd be throwing something over his shoulder, some nonsense he, he picked up somewhere, maybe seen on TV. He got full of something and it wasn't God. Amen. In a moment in time, the story goes on some years, the, the crowds start dwindling off. And one day, there was talk that he was in corruption. He was doing things that he shouldn't. But you know how it is sometimes in a small country community, there's people that just won't leave the church no matter what. Amen? They're in love with the building. They're not in love with the Creator. They're in love with the creation. That was Mama's church. That was Aunt Sue's church. That's somebody's church. But they go on and they find him one day. They go up to the church and they find him in the pastor's study. And he, he's got a bullet through his head. The bullet went into the wall as far as I'm concerned or I know it's still there to this day. They go into that office of the county uh, uh, law and the state law come in because this is something unheard of, a pastor being killed in his church. Uh, they find there, there's adult films. I'm trying to keep this as proper as possible, but we all know what that is. Hey, we, they find that he, he's got drug paraphernalia on him. Now, he's into things. He's into corruptness, things that shouldn't even be close to the church, uh, but if it is, it ought to be on the altar. Can you say me? Not in the pastor's study. But somewhere down the line, they they dispersed, and only about five, eight people, those same people I met with the first Sunday, they heard somehow they're kin to my grandmother, my grandpa that's been here, my grandmother on her side of the family. They heard her grandson was preaching. I, I didn't know much. I've been preaching about a year. Brother Mike, I come in and I started preaching. They, they couldn't find nobody even preach on Sunday, much less the pastor of the church. I began to pray and I began to fast and seek God not knowing much. All I knew was, God, I had never read anything but the Bible from front to back. So God, if you can use anybody, you can use me. Here I am. And I began to preach, Sister Ray, and I began to preach, and I, I found out, though, a church that some 20 years before had a move. They had nothing outside of revival. It had to be revival that they come in and they took something off that they did not believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but now they believe in the dove. They believe in the sanctity and the sanctifying of the Spirit. But I began to preach, and me 
as young as I was in the ministry, I couldn't believe that they didn't know what the Holy Ghost was. They didn't know what even speaking in tongues. They had been a, a, a something that they had gotten to that peak. They had gotten to that uh, plateau in that church, but now they had somehow plummeted back down into just showing up to the church building. But one Sunday, the pre or the real preacher, the Holy Ghost, began to deal with me, and I, I began to preach out of the book. I believe it's out of the book of Kings, and it talks about Solomon building the uh, temple. And we know that story. The Bible says he prayed until the power of the Holy Ghost fell in that church. That's when he made an ending of prayer. We know the story. He consecrated that place. But the Bible also says that Solomon went on and he married a woman, a foreign woman. Somebody, he got unequally yoked together and he knew better than bringing her in the house of God so he built her a place out from the temple. And the Bible says that somehow or another in his mischief, somehow or another in the time by going forward that he had forgotten that there was an inner room in the temple. That inner room was a place of sacredness. It was a, a room that where the where the priests went in and, and prayed in front of the Ark of the Covenant and he had forgot where that covenant was. Church, can I tell you today that I was preaching and I began to mention that back room. I began to pray and I, I began to preach and it was probably one of the first times that I ever preached that I had done a lot of speaking in tongues and it was just a Holy Ghost bubbling. Anybody ever felt that right then when you try to open your mouth, but it's words come out that you can't understand. Come on, say man. And I got to preaching, and I got to praying, and I got to preaching, and I got to talking about that back room and the things that went on in it, that it was supposed to be a sacred room. It was supposed to be a place that that pastor met with God. It was supposed to be a place that he could go, and he could become the mouthpiece of God. And when I got to talking about the the covenant that was lost in that pastor's room. The Holy Ghost wind blew through that church. And my Aunt Belle was sitting here. Adeline's mother was sitting here. And the hair upon their head was blowing straight back as they were at Gulf Shores with a L5 hurricane coming in. The power of the wind of the Holy Ghost. You know what it was doing? It was ushering in the Holy Ghost. And it was running out the devil of that church. From that day point, four people started coming in. Church, what are you saying? The wind blows and it don't ask questions. It don't ask your... Come on now. When you want it to blow. It don't ask how you want it to blow. But when it does blow, you best move with it. From that day forward, that church, Sister Shana, it began to grow. It didn't grow by, by just a, a person every Sunday, but it grew by so much that within a, about six months from that point that they couldn't fit another person 
in the building. Do you hear what I'm saying? A preacher that had not been preaching for more than a year. It was not the preaching. It was not the oracle speeches. It was not the knowledge of the word. But it was the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I tell you tonight that the wind of the Holy Ghost will still blow wind still blows. It doesn't ask the authority because it is the authority. Can you say amen? Oh, when you begin to preach on things the devil's held back for many years. Do you hear me, church? Now where the devil has implemented and the devil has set up trap. Come on now. That devil likes him to be not seen. Come on now. That devil don't like to be seen. If he can work behind the scenes, he is content. Come on now. He don't have to be in the pulpit, but he can control the one. That's him. Come on, I wish somebody would help me preach tonight. Come on now, you cannot orchestrate and you can't manipulate the Holy Ghost. There's people out there today that I tell you, oh, are we all going to speak in tongues right now? The devil is alive unless we're in one mind and one accord. And I can tell you right now, not just this body, but the body of Christ is far from one mind and one accord. Come on, say man, I'm feeling better. Oh, and I'm looking tonight. I'm telling you, the wind blows. God directs it. And God fulfills it. In the book of Moses in Exodus chapter 14, the Bible said He stood still and seen the salvation of the Lord. He stood on the only thing that He knew and it was the Word of God. Come on now. The Bible says they were murmuring and complaining, but He heard the voice of God. Moses was the mouthpiece. He said, come on now. If you just watch me, I'm going to stick out my rod over this sea. Can I tell you, it was not Moses, but it was Him omitting to authority. Him coming subject to authority. And the Bible says that sea opened up. Come on now. You know how it opened up? The wind of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Separated it. Held it back. They didn't have waders on. They didn't have mud on their sandals. They walked across on dry land because what God does, He does perfect. The Bible says in Ezekiel 2 and 2, Ezekiel 2 and 2, the Bible says, And the Spirit entered into me when He spake unto me, and He set me upon my feet that I heard Him what He had spoken unto me. Come on now. Ezekiel is saying right now, I cannot say anything that is not 
led by the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you what? We need more now than ever. We need a group. We need a body of Christ that when they open up, all they can repeat is what God had told them to say. Do you hear what I'm saying? Ezekiel, the Bible says in the 37th chapter, the Spirit carried him and set him over a valley of dry bones. The Holy Ghost of God. God is a Spirit and who worships God will worship Him in what? Spirit and truth. He said, well, can these dry bones live? Can Demopolis, Alabama live? Can the Revival Worship Center live? Can Nagin, Alabama live? Do you hear what I'm saying? Does Mike's family live? And he looked and he said, God, only you know us. That man is in your hands. If anything's taking place here, it's going to be through the Holy Ghost. Thou knowest. And he says he spoke. He prophesied. Listen to him. He prophesied the only thing he knew to say, and that was the Word of God. And he spoke to the dry bones. And he said, "If since you spoke what I told you to speak, I will cause breath to enter, and He will cause the wind to still blow into things that looks dead. Do you hear me? When God moves, there isn't a devil in hell. There isn't a amount of years out in the world. There ain't a pig pen deep enough. Come on now to keep that body dead. Come on, say man. He can't build a wall high enough that the Holy Ghost wind can't blow down. There's a philosopher saying, you know, philosophy, they have this way of they want to sound so proper. Come on now. That, that philosopher said this many, many years ago, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? Not only does it make a sound, church, but it makes an impact. Do you hear me? And the lasting effect is seen for years. Come on now, let's sit down into science. You take a tree and you cut it down, not only is that wood going to die from that point, it's cut up from the root system. Not only is it going to die, but the limbs, come on now, it filthies up God's creation. And not only is that, there's a stump there. Come on now, that ain't nothing but a chicken hazard. Church, can I tell you tonight, there's enough stumps and there's enough dead things on the pews. Come on now, say amen. That we don't need nothing else stumbling and falling down unless it's under the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't need nothing else decaying. We don't need nothing that's drying up where the tree stood there's just a stump it's good for nothing it's good for nobody it can't be used for nothing there's many dry stumps many of them come on now ain't the first time I tried to drink water with the top Ecclesiastes 6 in verse 1, 
The Bible says, There is an evil which I've seen under the sun and is common among men. Man to whom God hath given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he desired, yet God giveth him not power to eat thereof. What do you mean, preacher? We spend so much physical time and effort Come on now, into building houses. Come on now, having vehicles to drive. And he says that you will never eat thereof. It will never prosper you. Come on now. It is the soul that dries up. It is the soul that has you anchored and rooted in your faith. Do you hear me tonight? The wind still blows. But the fact of the matter is, I've got two behind my house. Have you ever noticed that when a storm comes, everybody worries about the dead tree falling and it's always standing after the storm. And it's one that's green that gets taken over. Do you ever notice that? Can I tell you that the wind only affects, come on now, it only affects when it initially blows those who are living by a root system. Do you understand that? That when the Holy Ghost flows, the church will react to it. Do you hear me? I'm telling you tonight, church, that the Holy Ghost wind, it still blows. Ecclesiastes 11.3 says, If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree falls to the south or to the north in that place, that place it shall be. It's evidence to be. It will back up the blowing of the wind. Come on now. I don't get off on much because the Bible says don't touch my anointing. Anointing do not profit no more. You can wave your jacket over the crowd all you want. Come on, do you hear what I'm preaching? Come on, say amen. Y'all get quiet on preaching. You can do all the things of the cliques and cliches. But when the Holy Ghost blows, it'll be through obedience. Do you know tonight is the sixth day of the day of Pentecost? It wasn't a ten day. They wasn't fully in one mind and one accord. But they're closer today than they was that first day. Come on now. But not only is that closer, there's less of them. Come on now, because some of those dead trees, come on now, has left the building. Say man to Oh, say man. Commentary of Psalms one. The Bible says these words. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. If you're going to be in the right place and in the right mind, first of all, you're going to have to come to church. And second of all, you're not going to have to be in the way of sinners. You're going to have to make a way for them. I won't say, you're not going to sit in the seat of the scornful. You're not going to talk about But you're going to say, this is the place where we meet God. Come on now. This ain't the place that we have homecoming dinner. This ain't the place that we put on Christmas plays. And there ain't nothing wrong with either one 
problem. But the reason we come to church is because, in verse 2, he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Come on now. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth what? Fruit in his season. In his lease also wither not he dead. He's alive. I can see the button of his leaves. Now the fruit may not have came yet. Oh, but God's working on that bill. And every time the wind blows, there's something to catch that wind. Oh, do you feel that tonight? That ain't charismatic. That ain't charisma. That's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Walk back in his church. Want to feel somebody? Omission to his word. These those that teach and preach that tries to get people full of the Holy Ghost. And they ain't never that salvation. The first thing you're gonna get is you're gonna get saved. And you're gonna put things away. Come on now. The Bible says when I was lost, I did things that lost people done. Come on now, but when I got saved, I've done things different. Come on, say man. I'm just old enough. I'm just crazy enough. Just one that still believe in like the old folks say. Saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. God's not feeling no prostitute. You're gonna have to come out from among them and be separate. Do you hear me? God's not feeling a liar. You're gonna have to step out from that lying spirit and say, God, fill me. Y'all could get just about this much of what I'm feeling up in here. We have our own upper room. I'm telling you, God still blows. His wind still blows. He still fills with the Holy Ghost. But before the wind blows, there has to be the fire. There has to be conviction. Why did they talk about a latter rain? Because before the latter rain, there has to be the wind blow. Why? Because before the wind blows, the fire has to burn away the impurities. There's something about being saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you hear me? He's still in the convicting business. He's still in the purifying business. And he's still in the feeling business. We got to have the fire. I don't believe there's nobody on the sun of my voice that ain't felt the fire here lately. Come on now. Oh, I've been getting closer and closer. Brother Pickle, come on now. I'm not one I told you Sunday. But God's leading me to it. I've been fasting. I've been praying more than I've ever had. Oh, I've been crucifying the flesh to you here at church. Because I know we got a short time. I know there's enemies of mine. Come on now. I don't even want to see them go to hell. Come on now. But if they're not going to hell, they're going to get saved. They're going to have to get convicted. The fire of the Holy Ghost is going to have to come to me on it. And you and they're going to have to say, I want God more than my sin. 
trust nobody to be faithful. Come on now, say man. They're at the church. They're waiting on the wind to blow. Come on now. Say man in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost talking in this place. Oh, when they get faithful to God, they're looking for the wind of the church. Come on now. The wind to blow through the church. And when the wind blows, it blows away the chance. It blows away the things. And God's going to hold down with the fire. And then we can have a ladder What I'm scared of more than anything is what them old folk would talk about in those burn over fields. My grandpa come to me when I took that church and said, Son, I've been preaching down there on and off for one of my one of my wife's cousins that was a pastor years ago. He said, well, she had two cousins down there. She said, he told me, he said, son, it's a burnt over field. Come on now, the Holy Ghost done preached to them. Preached again. Preached it to them. Come on now, and they keep going back. Come on now, every time God delivers. But I'm believing for this church. I'm believing for the Demopolis area. Come on now, for the fire of the Holy Ghost to burn. Oh, burn that field off one more time. Give me the opportunity to get in the inner room. And be the mighty peace of God one more time. Give me the strength and get behind that sacred desk and preach like I'm gonna die in a few minutes in heaven or hell's my home. Give me the strength to tell them the wind's gonna blow. Amen. Come on, brother. I'm telling you, church, if we need anything right now, we need the wind of the Holy Ghost. We need to quit coming to church and waiting on the end of the service where we can leave the same broke down, busted, and disgusted person we was when we walked in the building. Come on now, if you're not here for change, God's convincing you right now. How do you know it? God's sending His message. He's not in the inner room. He's done sent in front of the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Word of God. Come on, say man. He read about that rock that was stuck over that sea. He read about Eric taking his and throwing it on the ground. Oh, and the devil said, I can do that too. I can make them shout. I can make them run. Come on now. But the thing about it, there's power in Aaron's rock. There's power in that piece of stick. Because it ain't up the devil's word. Yeah, come on, man. I don't care how they dark in the room. I don't care why they do. Come on now. It's still going to take the wind of the Holy Ghost. They can orchestrate the music. They can get a line of pastors in there to preach from all over this country. It's still going to take the wind of the Holy Ghost. Do you hear me? It's still going to take a tree planted by the water. Come on now. The Bible says, Aaron, take your rod. Strike that water. Oh, when you strike that water, it's going to turn to blood. Come on now. Conviction. Conviction. Come on now. God's convicted the church. Time in, time out. Oh, that's Pharaoh. No, ma'am, no, sir. That's the world. Amen. Oh, 
Aaron take your straw oh, and hit the dust of the ground. And when you do, frogs is going to come out of the wilderness. Oh, come on, say man. Woo! Keep turning back on turning your back on the wind. Keep turning your back on the fire of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, out of the 12 tribes of Israel, woo! The Bible says they were arguing who should be the leader. Oh, and the Bible says, God said, you leave all your rods, leave all your staffs in front of the Ark of Covenant. When you come back tomorrow, one of them's going to bullet. Do you hear me, sister? I said, one of them's going to bullet. You can believe what God spoke into your heart. You may not see it come to pass. It may look like a dead piece of wood to you, but God said it's going to bullet. God's going to bring the past. He's going to bring forth what He's done. Those 12 walked in there. And the Bible says Aaron's straw and budded. Come on up. Why? Because it was planted yes, by a river of living water. Ain't but one way to heaven. Straight is the gate and now is the way. And few there find it. Preacher, you want to start preaching on holiness? I've been preaching on it since day one. You're going to have to consecrate yourself to God. You're going to have to allow God to convince you of things that won't even send you to hell. What you want? What you mean by that, preacher? Come on now. I ain't never known a blue F-150 to send nobody to hell. But if the Holy Ghost comes to Brother Mike, he better go down there and sell that thing. Do you understand me? If the Holy Ghost speak it to you, you better start doing it. The Holy Ghost spoke to me earlier. Said, all oh, what they do is taking up off and on Wednesday night. I had to go out in my truck and get all the cash I had. It wasn't nothing but a few dollars. But I felt the Holy Ghost say, go get your money out of the truck. Oh, you look stupid. The devil said, but can I tell you, this house ain't empty. It's full. Full. Oh, man. Oh, the Holy Ghost. To Solomon. Got that woman out of the courts. Come on now. The Bible says he made places in high places. Come on now, grows green places and high places. He said, baby, we'll go over here and worship your God on Saturday evening. Come on now. Called by a friend of mine this morning. I'm preaching. They get mad. I don't care. That preacher car, that man called me. He said, I don't know what to do, Philip. You know I wouldn't lie to you. I said, no, I don't believe you lied to me. He said, I, I don't know. I need to leave this church. He said, the preacher going out on Saturday night. playing. He plays Christian music. He plays his guitar church on, on Sunday, Sunday night. But he's going to this place. It ain't necessary anymore, Brother Philip. But they're playing country music. He's playing country music with the same guitar that he's getting up singing about my Jesus on Sunday, devil. I'm on that Sons of mist in somebody that can mix bitter wheat, bitter water. Come on now with pure water. James 3 said it, it ain't possible if you do it. Come on now, you can't serve two masters. You're going to be a bad master or you're going to be a bad master. You can't be in the world and the kingdom of God. He said you got to come out from among them. There's a 
thing you can do in this day and time we're living in is go find your Holy Ghost field church. He said, I wish you lived closer. I said, I wish you did too. Because the boy can play and sing anything you put in front of him. Oh, now he lives four hours from here. But he's crying out with God. He knows it. It ain't right. Come on now, it's going to take some people. It gets convicted. Come on now, and the fire of the Holy Ghost burns so strong. Oh, those prophets said, I can't speak in their name. I'll be quiet. And God said, you be quiet. Well, I'll put a hot coal on your mouth. And when you speak, Brother Pickle, you ain't going to speak of the world. You ain't gonna speak like them. You ain't gonna cuss out. I'm gonna say, man, I'm not gonna listen to hokey tonk music. You're not gonna play rap music. You're gonna wanna get where the wind of the Holy Ghost can blow. James also says these words: Can the fig tree bear olive berries? And can the olive tree bear figs? Come on now. That preacher looked at him. I got a home. I want you to know that. I'm the pastor of this church first. I'm an evangelist second. But this same pastor called me to preach a revival next to my church. Come on now. Come on now. What am I going to walk in there with? I watered down. Come on now. Tell them something they want to hear. Come on now, I'm going to preach the same thing I preach here. Come on now. We're living in that time. That house was swept and garnished. And we're asked to preach by the Holy Ghost. Come on now, He don't make you preach. But He'll call you. And He says, many are called, but very few are chosen. Why? Because this is harder than professional baseball. This is hard. Come on now, there ain't anything else you would be in. I know you're a teenager and I've been there. But this what I'm doing. It's harder than anything you will ever do. But if God calls you to it, your people will never be empty. Your tactics will not ever go empty. Come on now, say man. Time's going to get hard. But there's something to be said. When I'm not Friday night waiting on 12 o'clock to go juke. Come on now, but on 7 o'clock Wednesday night, I can let it get in my feet. I can let it get in my hands because I know this place ain't my home. I'm looking for a better place. But while I'm looking for a better place, I'm waiting on the wind to blow. The Bible tells us that that water it will not flow from the same place. Do you hear what I'm saying? Come on now. Not only will that water not flow, the Old Testament said that they took the old or the olive tree and the person would shake that olive tree. Deuteronomy. The Bible says they would shake that olive tree till the olive berries come off of it. They could gather all they could contain. All they could fill themselves with it, and all they can find. Listen to me. But the leftovers was for the fathers, the orphan, and the widow. Why? Because the Bible tells us to be full, and our cup runneth over. 
Church, when's the last time uh, our cup was so full? Uh, come on now. That the person on the other end of the pew. Uh, come on, say amen to me. Uh, oh, they say, oh, I feel what you feel. Uh, I felt that, Brother Philip. Did you feel that? Come uh, on now, church. Uh, this ain't a fairy tale. Uh, this ain't a part of some philosophy. This is the book of Acts. And God's waiting on the latter rain. But before He can pour out the latter rain, we got to get ready for the wind to blow. How would the God, men and women of God, have such a purity and such an honest rapport to serve God that they did not matter what time it got, that when they shouted, their fruit fell off the tree. Do you hear what I'm saying? here uh, enough that the orphans, the widows, the fathers that come by and pick up. Come on now, say amen. I would to God there'd be enough power. The Bible says when they gathered those olives, they put them in the olive press. What they done, Sister Shana, they went down to town and they got the virgins. They got the ones that weren't married. They got the ones that weren't shacking. They got the ones that weren't fornicating. They got them to roll up their pants legs and they shouted around on those aisles. What were they doing? Come on now. It was a press. That olive oil is a representation of the anointing of God. Come on now. When we get planted by the rivers of living water and the wind of the Holy Ghost shakes off our aisles. Oh, I wish somebody is still out in the aisle and press those aisles until we felt the anointing flow to the altars. I worked in 1910. I worked in the 30s when brush harbors was popping up all over the Bible Belt because a man of God couldn't read or write. And he opened the Bible and the Holy Ghost started telling what's on them pages. And he get to preaching, preaching to his aunt and his mama and another lady he goes back to the church next week. One hour, and they said, he said, who's the pastor? They said, you are. Well, now, well, he got nominated. He got promoted right then. Well, now, he didn't have no seminary. He didn't have no degree. Ain't nothing wrong with learning. Come on now, there's nothing wrong with learning. But I can tell you what you don't have, God will give it to you. And He'll give it to you this down, share it together, and run it over. He'll give it to you in such a boldness. Do you hear what I'm preaching in this place? Church, if there's ever been a day that we need the wind of the Holy Ghost to blow, it's today. And you hear what I'm saying right now? Quit living off old experiences. Quit living off a 20 year old infilling. Brother Philip, you can't preach this Sunday. Living off an infilling of 2012. You need the Holy Ghost today. You need it tomorrow. David said in Psalms 1 and 3 the delight of the Lord, the delight of the Word of God. He 
meditated on that law day and night. Brother Josh, oh, I can't preach to you Sunday without the fire of the Holy Ghost convicting me tomorrow. Do you hear me? I can't live without the Holy Ghost coming by my way Friday. I can't come to this church Sunday without the Holy Ghost blowing my way Saturday. Do you hear what I'm saying? John 4. He's done talked to Nicodemus. He's done preached to that burnt over field. That man knows the Word of God. Do you hear me in this place? He knew it in such a manner that in the following verses, Jesus said, Aren't you a man of the Scripture? Yes, Lord. He looked at somebody that knew the Scripture. They come to him at midnight. Come on now, and Jesus, I preached in this field. I want him. The Holy Ghost convicted you to come here. You're not here tonight because you've had plenty of energy. You're living under conviction. And the only thing that's keeping every one of us out of hell is living under conviction every day. Do you hear what I my God? I wish somebody preach with me. Come on now. You didn't come here after working all day, sister, without being under conviction. You're living by the law. It's a delight to you to hear what God's going to show up and tell you tonight. I'm praying right now. I don't know about you, but I was preaching along these lines back about eight years ago. There was a woman sitting right there. One of the finest, godless women I've ever met to this day. Oh, her husband lost her. Husband mean as a junkyard dog. I was preaching about needing the Holy Ghost. I was preaching on the wind and the rain of the Holy Ghost. She stood up on Pentecost Sunday and she said these words. Brother Philip, I'm saved. I'm faithful to this church. But it's Pentecost Sunday. Oh, you know what? That meant that was the day when they all got in one mind and one accord and cloven tongues as fire sat down on every one of them. She said these words, and it's Pentecost Sunday, and I know how the Holy Ghost. I went over there and laid hands on her, got some of that olive oil, laid on her head, started praying. Next thing that sister did is get up off the floor speaking in tongues. You hear me? Thank you, Jesus. I was preaching on it the following year. Preaching on same line, same thing I'm gonna preach this this Sunday. Preaching on the need of the Holy Ghost. I said, Sister Sheila, last year, you want to know how it's real? You hit the back of your head on this pew right here. It should have not just sent you to the hospital. Right. It should have killed you. Right. After service, I didn't know she didn't know. She said, Brother, Pastor, what did you say? I said, I'm telling you, last Pentecost a year ago today, your head hit that pew right there. Your brain should have been all over the sanctuary floor. She said, I didn't feel a scar. I didn't feel a scratch. I didn't feel a knot. 
And I'll tell you what happened was clothing tongues of fire and sit down. What happened? I heard the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, they they were in one mind and one accord. You know what she was doing that day? She was focused in on what the man brought out of that inner room. Do you hear me? Solomon was laying around seeing what women was in church that day. Come on now. Solomon brought the word to the sanctuary. And the woman of God said, I need that infeeling. I need that power. I believe the wind of the Holy Ghost of blood. I want to tell you, it blew that tree down. Why? Because it had buds on it. It had something to catch the wind. Don't worry about the stumps. Don't worry about the dead wood. Come on now. The rain. Come on now. Help decay it when it comes. There will always be them dead stumps in the way. But there will be people that get planted by the river of living water. There will be people that get full of the Holy Ghost that will walk down the streets and the mountains. Knocking on apartment doors and saying what you need is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. We got so much stuff. God's wanting to set on Talk to somebody today. This is what they said. So I got my credit up. They look, you know it was ruined. I've been working only a year and a half on price of lumber's up. We're gonna put off building, but we got those same prints. We're gonna build that house we want. And the person said, Sister One, all I need to do then is get in church. Days of Noah and the days of Sodom. They went and they went and built. They went and married. And they went up on that hill with Abraham in that tent when the wind blew and gave them direction and said, We need to go that way. Abraham would say, I came out of that in a room. I got the ark back there. Well, now I've been talking to God about this. We need to go that way. Come on now, church. I'm not here to give you a series of beautiful sermons. I'm here to preach to you what the Holy Ghost has spoken to me. Come on now. In John 4, I'm telling you, John 3, the Bible says Nicodemus come to him at midnight. The Bible says the wind will blow where it listens. It'll blow where it wants to. It'll blow where it desires and it ain't going to ask nobody. Come on now. It is the authority. But in John 3 and 16, he says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Come on now. You can return back. He didn't say shall not perish. He did say you 
backslide or would you not feel the Holy Ghost? And then Jesus turns over in John 4 and 24 and he says those that God knows, God is a spirit and those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. And that's the kind of worshipers God wants. He wants somebody that ain't ashamed. Come on now, they'll throw their hands up in front of their family and say, I'm here to praise God. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of just feeling a tingle. I want the wind of the Holy Ghost. I need the rain. And before I get the rain, I need the wind. Come on now, I want the wind to blow over this place. Will you stand to your feet tonight in this place and say, God, I want the wind of the Holy Ghost to blow over